Welcome to the podcast where you get your news and views of the sports world that we live in. And now here's your podcaster, Lige Weichers. Welcome to the Lige Weichers Show. Man, victory is sweet. Last week we talked about a 2-0 week for the Colts and the Lions to bounce back after the disappointing week last week. And what do you know? It was a perfect week. Lions win, Colts win. But what was the price? I was watching the Lions game, keeping an eye on red zone, keeping an eye on the Colts game. All of a sudden, a text comes in from Luke. Oh, no. I knew something was wrong. I was waiting at red zone to see, and what do you know? There it is. Anthony Richardson, injured with a shoulder injury, and it doesn't look good. I don't know what to say. This was exactly what I didn't want to see. Anthony Richardson already having some injury issues, and now it looks like his most serious one yet. I played him in some fantasy, so I was a little thrown off from that perspective, but I was just frustrated for the Colts, not because of their backup situation. They have Gardner Minshew, who's a really good backup, but it's bigger than that. There was something growing. We've talked about Shane Steichen growing Anthony Richardson, and he's not going to grow as well on the sideline. Is there things he can learn from watching film and being with the team and learning from the coaches? Absolutely. But the only way, the best way to get better is through real game reps. And it, I was worried he wasn't going to be able to get more of those. So couple days pass and it comes out it's an AC joint sprain well that doesn't sound too bad it is his throwing shoulder but Derek Carr came back from that pretty quick but there was some deeper research to be had the senior in high school Anthony Richardson suffered an AC joint injury on the same shoulder oh that's a little concerning Cam Newton suffered a grade three AC joint sprain and man he never looked the same afterwards and I've been getting a little concerned. What's going on? Could this be something that actually affects Anthony Richardson long-term? And boom, IR. Four to eight weeks, possibly surgery out for the year. It's over for the Colts. Things are on their way down. But I, I don't think that's the case. Luke was telling me this is a doomsday scenario. Anthony Richardson has gone down. It's over for the Colts. You know what? I, I'm seeing the bright side. Anthony Richardson, has he gone down? Yes. I trust the Colts to give him time to recover. Now, here's what I'm thinking. My theory is, Gardner Minch is going to come in, but he's not going to play too well. We're setting up a Bengals-esque situation. Anthony Richardson seems like he's a guy, and at the same time, the season's kind of gone off the rails for a good draft pick, but you have the quarterback. Now, this is interesting. A team that could be bad, get a good draft pick, and add a receiver to go with Anthony Richardson coming back healthy here's the plan for the Colts give Richardson all the time in the world he needs to get healthy to get him back to 100% don't do great this year then you get the good Brett draft pick I understand Gardner Minshew may throw a wrench into my plans he might be too good and unfortunately I do think that the way that is the way it will go So my plan might not be as good as I initially thought of being terrible and having Richardson come back, but I'm not giving up hope for the Colts. This offensive line, secondary, have shown to be a little bit better than I think people expected, and Josh Downs seems to be a really good slot receiver. And maybe this is the year the Colts can go out and draft that first-round wide receiver to pair with Richardson and create a duo that can run the AFC South for a while. So while it was a disappointing week from that sense for the Colts, I mean, Minshew came in and they whooped up on the Titans. They got the win against the rival and they moved to 3-2. and two. It's not all bad in Indianapolis. And of course, there's reasons to hope. Now, as I mentioned, I was watching the Lions game. And last week we talked about 
what did I expect from this team? I expected dominance. I expected a big win. And what did we get? That's right, a big win. Taking care of business. That's what good teams do. Not worrying about the records, not looking forward, taking care of business. 42 to 24, a dominant win. Everyone gets involved. No Amon Ross St. Brown, no Jameer Gibbs, no Brian Branch. It doesn't matter. The Lions roll on because you know what? They're a good team, and I'm not afraid to say it. Now, before we jump into next week's games, I thought we would do a little power ranking. That's right. Top five power ranking right now in the NFL. Let's start at number five. I'm going with the Buffalo Bills. I'm not deterred by an off game in England where they lose to the Jacksonville Jaguars. In the end, I still believe that the Buffalo Bills will be just fine and absolutely in the picture to win the AFC and make it to the Super Bowl. And I'm putting the Bills at number five. Number four, I have the Philadelphia Eagles. That's right. The undefeated Eagles all the way down at four because I haven't been the most impressed. This isn't a glamorous 5-0. This is a Yeah, we won, but we haven't looked like the dominant team we were last year. I expect the Eagles to end with a really good record this year just because there aren't a ton of teams of that class, but I don't think they're a juggernaut that can't be beaten. I'll put it that way. Number three, let's go with the Kansas City Chiefs and refs. Yeah, I, I see the Chiefs as being pretty good. The refs have done their job this year, and Patrick Mahomes, he's fine. I do worry about Kelsey aging and... The receivers need to figure it out, but the great thing about the Chiefs is they can let the receivers figure it out, let the young guys establish themselves for the playoffs. I see no issues in Kansas City. This is the top team in the AFC. The Chiefs are at number three. Number two, we have the Detroit Lions. That's right, folks. People think I'm getting hype. I'm getting carried away. I'm just bringing you the truth. The truth is the Detroit Lions are a good football team. They beat the Chiefs week one. Time and time again, they've proven to have great coaching. They're great in the trenches. Their skill position players are on the uprise. And do I think they're the second best team in the league? Absolutely. I'm not crazy. If I was crazy, I would have put them one, but I'm not. I'm realistic. I'm bringing you the facts. When people want to listen, they'll be right. And the number one team, we have the San Francisco 49ers. Yes, they dominated the Cowboys. Is it frustrating to have the best team in the league be in the NFC? Absolutely. I still see some chinks in the armor. They aren't unbeatable. The issue is the coaching is so good, it's hard to put Brock Purdy in uncomfortable situations. Not many teams are going to be able to do it. I'll be interested to see how he progresses. The defense, if they can stay healthy, look very good. And to me, the 49ers are the best team in the league far and away right now. Key is right now. We have a long ways to go. Speaking of having a long ways to go, week six is here. I looked at the slate and I didn't see a ton of big games. Of course, we have the Colts and Jaguars. The Jaguars coming off the Bills and Luke tells me they have no chance, but I disagree. Unfortunately, the whole draft position, Chase isn't going to go so well this week. I have the Colts beating the Jacksonville Jaguars who are coming off two weeks in London, now traveling back, no buy with a Thursday night game the week after. No, no, no. Give me the Colts. They played them close week one when they weren't great and now they're prepared. This team has a good baseline because of coaching, because of an offensive line and a defensive line that are adequate to above average. I'll take the Colts to win the game outright, even though Luke says they have no chance. Next, the Detroit Lions. They're playing at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who have low-key turned into a pretty good team, 3-1 and to start the year. Finally, the NFL has taken notice that the Lions are one of the best teams and most exciting teams in the league, and they moved it to the afternoon game, the primetime game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And I looked at the line, and 
I was surprised. They're only favored by three points. This is surprising to me. I think Tampa is better than I expected, but they're not great. And the Lions, as we know, are a very good football team. This is yet another opportunity for the Lions to show that they are the class of the NFC minus the 49ers. And I fully expect a big win. This team is going to go down to Tampa, put up, I don't know, 25, 35 points. And their defense is going to be solid. It's Baker Mayfield we're talking about, 34, 24. That's what I'm seeing. I do expect a pretty easy Lions win, not easy in the sense of they're not going to have to work hard, but I don't think Tampa is truly going to be in this game at the end. I think the Lions control it all the way through and move to 5-1. and one. I don't see why they can't do it. People, you don't have to believe me. Just watch the game on Sunday. That's all I ask. Finally, Elijah's lock of the week moves to 2-2. Two and two. That's right. Eagles and Rams last week, I said bet the under. What do you know? The under hits. And this week, I'm super confident. I've got another one to move to 3-2, and two, above 500. That's right. Give me the Detroit Lions and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers over 43.5. People keep disrespecting the Lions with these over-unders. Don't they know that their offense can put up points at will? Last week, I hammered the over 43. It was an easy win. This week, I'm doing it again. Give me the lions Bucks game over 43.5 as Elijah's lock of the week to move us to 3-2 and two and get back above 500. That's all I got for this week, and last week I discussed a little bit, dropped a little bit of truth about Taylor Swift, and I got some engagement, and I got to thinking, that might be the best thing Taylor Swift has ever done in this world. She got me some engagement on the podcast. I'm not really sure about a lot of her other accomplishments, but I guess that's a good thing for me, and that's a step up in my books for Taylor Swift, but all the negatives, I would just rather not talk about it. I, I don't know how I'm talking about this again anyways, but... I digress. I appreciate you all for listening. Follow us on Instagram at the Lige Whiter Show. Leave a rating and a review. Five stars on Apple Podcasts so we can grow. Last week I said to three or maybe four listeners. This week we're going for five listeners. Also, if you have any questions for the podcast, go ahead and drop them on the Instagram. You never know. Listener questions might really spice up the show. Anyways, that's all I got for this week. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk next week.